This is Jermaine Health, the centre to help you achieve wellness in both your brain and body. We endeavour to encourage cross-communication between health professionals for your health and well-being. We bring you topics on neuropsychology, neurobehaviour, neuromusculoskeletal, neurogastro, movement is well-being, metabolism and microbiome, which are also some of the services that we provide. Today we'll be finishing off our shoulder series by discussing sport or fitness-related shoulder pain and or injuries. And joining me are Dr. Shemaine Wong and our beloved physio, Sarah Lai. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. It's been a long day today, guys. Yes. So bear in mind if we're yep. not as energetic as sometimes we are. I'm but, um, energetic. We do want to go through a few topics with you today. And we want to talk over some issues of recruitment patterns, other actions such as overhead actions that can get you into trouble with your shoulders. And also even bench press where some people don't even think that their shoulders are even involved. We can start talking about um, overhead issues first. And, you know, um, overhead issues like CrossFit, weightlifting. F45. F45, yes. Oh, okay. F45. Gym- Gym- gymnastics. Gymnastics. Except that they're just upside down. Yeah, so it's just upside down. Yeah, upside down. Yeah, upside down. Yeah, still overhead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Golfing. So with what? People who are overhead, yes. Painters. But then they're not fitness or sports related. No, that's true. <laughs> that's the environmental yes, related. Yeah. That's true. Well, right. if you're lifting, that's fair enough. We'll let you, we'll let you get away with that as, as a fitness thing. Okay. Yes. And weekend warriors mm-hmm. for uh, AFL, VFL kind of AFL footy. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's only AFL footy. Is that, is that what it is called? AFL Australian yeah. football. Football. Yeah. football. Football to me is soccer. Obviously. Yeah, I agree. World game. Yep. So football as an AFL football yeah, is not I, I, quite. I have to say AFL. It's a bodybuilding. Yeah. Oh. The weekend bodybuilder. Oh, weekend bodybuilder. Yeah. So for example, they, they probably start training a bit later in life and they want to just build to become big. And then they start doing a lot of bicep curls to begin with. So a lot of people end up in our clinic. We see that they go, oh, I've got an, a shoulder issue. And we ask them what they do. They go, not much. So what do you mean by not much? So, oh, yeah, I do, uh, I do a bit of gym training. and Five days a week. Five days a week. And what do you do? So I do a lot of bicep curls and chest press and chest flies. And tries of dips. Tries of dips. Pull-ups. Pull-ups. And then they go, oh, I've, I've done all those things and, and my shoulder really hurts. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yes, it will hurt because the upper body is not the only muscle region that you should be training is incessantly. Do you even squat, bro? <laughs> <laughs> There's no squats happening. Oh, and even if they could, they probably cannot squat properly. And then after they get back pain or neck pain, and then they become really really stiff and unable to move and they have they develop small little tears that don't repair quickly enough so we see a lot of that kind of cases so for example if you're doing bicep curls with your hips and you're swinging your hips front and back maybe that weight is a little bit too heavy for you and you need to kind of back down a little bit or if you're gripping the barbells slash dumbbells or whatever the hell you're using to try and do a bicep curl with 
Now, it's meant to be an isolated exercise, so your biceps that work, not your, you're not trying to test your grip strength with this thing. Your bar's not going to give you feedback on how strong your grip is. It's just going to end up with you having very tight hand muscles or very tight forearm muscles. Mm-hmm. And then you just may, may or may not end up with being, being woken up at night with nerve pain. Very common in my little bodybuilders that I see, or try hard bodybuilders, try in bodybuilders. And tend to recruit muscles that don't seem to exist. So rather than having, let's see how to put this, an isolated exercise again, so one muscle, they work about 30 in the shoulder shoulder and neck girdle to try and do that particular action. Bicep curls. Bicep curls, tricep dips. Oh, maybe not tricep dips. That's actually pretty accurate. Tricep extensions. Yes. Not lat pull. The thing about uh, bodybuilding, it's not a bad thing. It's just that, they, well, like we mentioned, the recumbent patterns is a little bit all over the place. Yeah. But what it is as well is that people tend to forget that they, if they're, for example, if they're seated, they need, still need to recruit from their glutes and their abs yeah. and stabilize themselves so that so that they are able to move that uh, move that weight. If it's not a heavy weight, that's fine. But if it's a heavy weight, then they, your biceps will not have the leverage that you think that you have unless you've been training for a very, very long time. By very, very long time, you are looking at at least a three to five year period of really good and concentrated effort of training. And gradual build up. And gradual build up. The guys who are going to build up really fast, they're going to fall really just as really fast too. So keep that in mind, people. and. Next sport is in the weightlifting categories of sport. What do you normally see, Sarah? Anterior shoulder pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, pain with lockout overhead. So that's usually stemming from traps or just really poor recruitment motor patterning when going to movement or just really just cheating your way through a movement. Some people throw their body into a position and pray that their muscles and tendons will hold it in place. I guess there's also overuse as well. If you think about it in our daily lives, how often do we throw our hands overhead unless we are consciously doing something? Mm -hmm. So um, you don't spend a lot of time overhead, but you actually want to bear bear heavy loads overhead without building that endurance and strength for that position. So that just... It's like a road down to injury. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. With that in mind, earlier on, Sarah was mentioning about shoulder dyskinesis. Basically, it's uh, basically that what that means is a shoulder uh, rhythm, a, scap- a shoulder rhythm or scapular rhythm uh, rhythm dysfunction. What it is is that the scapular re- really in and of itself will become dysfunctional without having to react to musculature. Yeah. When that happens, if, when they're talking about musculature, it could mean, or tissues, it could mean for anything from the nerve, mm-hmm. anything from the neck, anything from the shoulder, anything from the pecs, anything in, into the thorax. And sometimes it's also this, it's also a similar thing I mentioned before in bodybuilding. It's that you're not using your glutes or thorax well enough and your shoulder has got to do all the work. So when your shoulder has got to do all the work and or you're not ready to be loading as heavy as you think that you're going to load, that's where the shoulder starts to become a bit of a challenge 
or that the shoulder will not be able to respond as well or as efficiently or as proficiently as you would like that to be. And that's one of those patterns that we see a lot in the snatch and in the clean and jerk. When that happens, we what are we going to do? Do we fix the do we fix or address the shoulder musculature? Do we change the recruitment patterns? What are we going to do as, as clinicians? What we try to do over time is that we would have got to f- figure out what and how you are doing what you're doing. If we don't do that, then we are going to see the same recruitment patterns over and over again. The temporary fix of a shoulder issue and a person could be really frust- feeling really, really frustrated for a very long time. Yeah, because the issue keeps coming back. That's true. So have any of your issues been hanging around? If you have, it would be good for us to hear what kind of issues that you have been dealing with and how you have been training. That would be pretty awesome too, I think. What do you think, guys? Yeah, give me some feedback or seeing you guys. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, if we're, what we're talking about, that if you're getting stuck at something or it keeps coming back, in this case, Sometimes you might be just going for a massage or something, and they keep oh, addressing. True. Yeah, they keep addressing the shoulder because that's what you're going for, and you're getting no results. Then mm-hmm. talk to us or show us what you, show us what pretty much show us on what action you're feeling it, and we'll see whether it's something else that may be contributing. Like we've talked about, where you might be, it might actually be your neck that's causing the problem, not the shoulder itself. So you're pretty much getting your shoulder whacked or pushed, prodded, and done whatever to. And it's not going to yield you any results. It's not going to get you anywhere unless the next released as well, the actual culprit behind it what's supplying that whole action. Or you might even be repositioned. We might just reposition your neck when you're doing the lift and you might suddenly get instantaneous release. There's no reason of you're not using it. It happens all the time. We see it all the time. Mm-hmm. We actually don't necessarily have to do something. We just reposition someone in their actual action and they're like, oh. Sometimes it could be as simple or as complex. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys oh, yeah. view it. As breathing patterns. Yeah. What do you normally see, Sarah? Majority of us have the t- tendency to be um, chest breathers. I'm, I'm sure people are quite familiar with belly breathing and chest breathing. What's the difference? One is you're actually actively using your diaphragm. Belly breathing. Belly breathing, drawing the air deep into the, the diaphragm, <laughs> the lower parts of your lungs. Because um, That's how we learned in Pilates. Um, chest breathing is when you take a breath, you can visually see your shoulders going up to your ears, your mm-hmm. neck muscles getting mm-hmm. nice and taut. If you just do that yourself, just bring your shoulders up to your ears and then try to reach overhead, you won't get very far. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep them nice and relaxed and go for do the movement, you can see how much further and more easily that is. Oh, yeah. So that's just breathing and and like Shamin touched on, the starting position, mm-hmm. uh, positions. Um, positions. It can easily change how a movement is being performed and um, how you feel. I think going by feel is the perfect feedback mm-hmm. um, one can use to determine how they're moving. Yeah. What happens if they can't feel it? Use strip- can't, they they can't feel their their positions. Like for example, some of them can't get their hands behind their ears. What are we going to do that in an overhead activity? For example, some of the common things I found is like. They would do uh, thoracic stretching. Oh, like T-spine mobility. Yeah, T-spine mobility. What what are your thoughts around that? Well, T-spine mobility would be great if we can achieve it simply by lying 
roller for extended periods mm-hmm. of time. If you look at the bony structure of the rib cage, it's a pretty solid structure. Lying on T-spine for short for five, ten minutes a day, that's not good. I don't think that's gonna do much in mm-hmm. terms of being able to open up your chest. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to work on other layers like the fascia, the muscles, neural. <laughs> neural. Yeah. Neural, yeah. That's correct. That's um neural tension mm-hmm. and Sometimes it goes into the uh, rectus abdominis too. Yeah. If yeah. They, if a person is holding too much tension in the over bracing, yeah, yeah, in the thorax and their rectus abdominis locks down, what you're going to see is that your shoulder has got to also move significantly more, and that creates the instability. And then someone someone tells you that oh, you need more stability. Please check out our previous podcast number two about our pet peeve with mobility and stability <laughs> and then you keep working on your stability and that you're so stable yeah. that there's no motion down uh, downstream you can sit into well sitting in the squat and standing up into extension really and then we start having more and more patterns of compensation I think that we can go further. So it can not, not only be the rectus, it can be the hips, yes. you know, limited ankle mobility, and then the shoulder having to compensate for the overhead position. That's correct. So all you guys out there, before you start training, you might want to know if you are squatting well overhead. So you just squat and then raise your hands overhead. And it, and if you can get into those positions and... Without you know, your shoes, without weight. Yes, without shoes, without weight, and in a narrow, squatting position that'd be perfect and i want to see you <laughs> you want to see if he can't do it yes <laughs> show us videos yes show us videos right if you show us videos and you're happy about that we can comment about that and see and see what you can do to maybe we can help you out yeah i think i bet we could so some my part of my work is to look at a lot of movement patterns for weightlifters, for dancers, for crossfitters, for a range yeah, of yeah, a, a huge range of of people from athletes to non-athletes. And when that happens, so that means uh, we have got to calibrate that quite quickly. So if you are interested, send us a video on our Instagram, and we would try to case study that through for you. And we'll be quite happy to do that. So if you are a weightlifter, perfect. If you're a crossfitter, excellent. Even if you're a golfer or a runner, we are going to be quite happy to do that for you. And what other sports that we are complaining about all the time that we see? There's some myths that we, are, we go through. We're talking about benching. Benching, yes. Benching was our other one. Well, benching was, was it's, it's a little bit like the catch training position because Sometimes you're talking about, you know, power lifters who are benching. Oh, really. God, help me. Arch back. Ah, the cheating way. Yes. Not, nah. I, I don't, no, that's my pet peeve with that. Is one. that right? You, you work at oh, power lifting events. Yeah. You work at power lifting events before. That was terrible. And what happened there? That was terrible. I was just waiting for it back to go. Legitimately walking around going, all right, I'm just going to, I do, oh, I can't watch this anymore. I was I was watching people bench with their backs going into extreme Vs in reverse in extension 
Mate, I was looking and I go, this can't be normal, this can't be normal. I could have sworn you're supposed to keep your back flat on the on these things, right? Not really. Yeah, this was I'm not talking about this is where I didn't care about powerlifting. I meant for a good bench press. I like I could swear to you to do this properly, to keep yourself safe. Listen, I, I'm, look, I'm looking for your back, I'm looking for every well, other part of you. To, go, to keep do, yourself safe. <laughs> It's just this is never going to work for you, and then you get them coming off going, oh, my God, my back hurts. How about you just lean forward, touch your toes. I swear it will give you a lot of relief. <laughs> That's all you need to do. Did you, did you say I that to that? that to plenty of them. Oh, wow. I said that to plenty of them. Like, That's how, quite how, funny. About, how about you just literally lean forward, touch your toes. Just flex on it. You can. You'll get your relief, and then they come back up going, oh, my back was a little bit. Funny. You think? Uh, Jeez, I, yeah, I know, I know, guys. Thanks. You, it was predominantly because of the fact that you're arching your back like in a position that it should not be lifting. Yes, it should be going. Like unless you're pretty much doing gymnastics ballet or anything of the sort, where you've got a very mobile spine. In your case, where you've got a stiff spine, it's not a position that it should be going in unless you would like an actual fracture or an actual disc to go. Anything of the sort. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, I, no. I walked out of there going, please don't put me there again. <laughs> okay. That well, was, yeah. that was an experience. That was bad. That's, that's a interesting experience. And then, then I got told that it's the legal cheat. That is now their legal cheat, which is I had an Australian. The reason I the reason I got told this was I had an Australian, a former Australian champion, yes, come up to me again for the same thing, back pain mm-hmm. after having lifted. With said arch, because the bottom has to be on. Bottom the bench, has yeah. To, yeah, bottom has to be on the on the the bench, and the shoulders have to yeah the the upper back the scap has to be on the bench. So this is where the legal cheat kicks in. And I said to him again, he said, "Can you treat my back because it hurts, mate? Did you see what you're doing?" And I said to him, like, "I could have sworn it was always like, is it not supposed to be flat? And it always used to be." But this is the easier way. If you ha- if you arch your back, it means you don't have to lift as high. That's correct. So this is their way of having a legal cheat. Yes. So they don't have to, the power does not have to actually be there in the shoulders to do the lift. All it has to be is a bouncing tiny on your vertebrae. Pretty much bouncing on your vertebrae. <laughs> Did you just say that? Maybe bouncing on your clavicles. It was. Oh, either way is bad. It was as it, I said. I, yeah. I walked out of there going, nah, I, I can't deal, can't deal, back hurts. <laughs> I mean, speaking of my back hurts. Yes, just watching it. That's the the clinician talking, you see. It's like, oh, my eyeballs really hurt watching you do that. My entire body just does not respond to this this excruciating position that you place yourself in. So, it was exactly that. Or you see the deadlift, and you'd be looking at it going, but one more lift, then you're going to blow a hammy, and then two seconds later, they blow a hammy. They drop the weight. Hammy yeah, I mean, blown away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry about that. Yes. <laughs> Saw it. Back to shoulders. Yes, back to shoulders, guys. And and so you can see why we are really um we are really squirmish by nature. And there's a very very good reason for being squirmish. Back to bench press. Yeah. I, I quite like the Thompson pad. Have you seen one of those Thompson pads? It's a bench for lifters, for power lifters. And it's a huge is a larger width pad. So what it is is actually keeps the it keeps the shoulder stable. And so so what happens is so, it's so that when you are doing your bench press, your shoulders do not retract backwards as uh, beyond 
the uh, beyond the, the small little benches themselves. What that means is that your it stabilizes your shoulder as well, and it allows you allows more recruitment patterns uh, throughout the entire body to allow that that weight range to go through. So I like that Thompson pad. If people like to train with that, that would be much better. Also the um, slingshot, I think. I like the slingshots um, because it trains the body to have a better recruitment pattern. So this is not like advertising because we, you know they are not paying us to do anything like that. But I like those accessories to help people to do that along. along. So if you do train that, train bench, please do that. Also bracing, you need to you need to breathe really well. You breathe really well into your abdominals to do the bench press instead of just not breathing or breathing into the neck. Yeah. That's when I, had, I have trouble with that. Well, I'm going to say there's no point trying to breathe into your neck and into your shoulders if you're requiring pretty much your shoulders yes. to be doing the action. Mm. It's something that without without having to actually do much other, do much work or do much thinking, you pretty much can take out some force mm. or some stresses from your shoulders mm. to give them relief. It's, yes. that, it's that simple that you can put all your energy into actually doing a lift. Mm. If you use the right muscles instead of using your, your neck to, and your shoulders to breathe. The next um, sport I want to talk about apart from bodybuilding is AFL shoulder issues, collision sport shoulder issues. Mm-hmm. So collision sport shoulder issues, what I find is that it's, it's well, it's largely from collision really mm-hmm. and wrong or inadequate or imprecise strength and conditioning programming for those kind of sports. So it's, it's important, for example, for AFL, VFL to do a lot of pushing or pulling. Mm-hmm. And the perception is that you've got to do a lot of push-ups. Well, push-ups are not bad in yeah, the general, yeah, yeah. but still, because not not forgetting that you're still running a lot. So when that, hap- when that happens and, and there's a lot of pulling, pushing in various positions, I prefer I, I would prefer to see more people using cables for training as compared to uh, cables for training. More planes of motion. More planes of motion. Yeah. So that that is much more important. If you are using a lot of if you're using a lot of dumbbells that that is going to create hypertonicity in which means mean tight muscles really in your pecs. And you don't you are not really training in different planes to strengthen your proprioceptive formation in, in those plates, in those regions. So that's one sport I think that they would it's going to be much, much better for them to train with cables and to train with kettlebells. The only other thing that we see with the VFL or the AFL for shoulder injuries, and it's the more common one, as I say, I, I've caught it a few times when it's come, when players have been coming back from post-shoulder recos or post-shoulder, yeah. massive shoulder surgeries. They rush them. Yes. So don't you, rush your. You, you look at the you look at the operation. Go all right. This play, this player should be out for about oh at least probably half a year, and then suddenly three months later, they're going back to playing. So mm, probably wouldn't do that. I feel like this is being rushed, and then within that first game, that's it. They they're out again. Mm-hmm. So with either with with one contact or they've just put their shoulder out like the, the literally not even not not even landed. We're talking about literally it was just put their hand up for a mark and gone. Oh, need to come off. Shoulders gone again. 
No amount of sports team is going to take you back together, yeah? You look at it sometimes and you're like, oh, please don't. Just duct tape them together. More duct tape. More duct tape. More duct tape them. Yes. Rock tape them at least. All right. <laughs> well, I don't know if they even allow rock tape on they, this field. They, they do, they do. Yeah, it's right. Just as, it's just not as common. Not as common? No. Yeah. Well, duct tape might work then. Duct tape player. Yes, duct tape player. Um, then, and, and speaking of duct taping players, well, we, we don't really do that, right? <laughs> Yes, I don't know what you do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a concern. Yes. So the the other one is the um, jujitsu guys. Jujitsu guys. Do you see a lot of shoulder issues with them? Well, off shoulder, not so much. Maybe I see more neck where they've had their neck cranked and stuff. Yes, from from the guarding, but mm-hmm. shoulder itself, I don't think I have very much. Not a lot. No, I don't think I have elbow. Elbow, yes, and from arm bars. And um, yeah, and from that, yeah, that's been more from hand hand stuff. Yes. No. Right. Believe it or not, yeah, you'd think so, but no. It's either that or I've just missed them, but no, I'm fairly confident that I haven't seen too many shoulder shoulder issues. I've had, as I said, we've, we've um, where we've talked about in the previous in the previous podcast again, where we were talking about nerve pain in the hands. Mm-hmm. That yes, from the gripping mm-hmm. of the of especially if they're doing gear work, then yes, yes. gripping, and then yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be just from the hands. It can go all the way up mm-hmm. in, in, into or in and around the shoulder, the shoulder girdle and the nerve bundles there. Mm-hmm. But for the shoulder shoulder dysfunction itself, mm-hmm. be the culprit, whether it's the shoulder joint or the scap, scapular humeral rhythm, that's usually okay. How about climbers? Oh, I know a lot of dislocated shoulders. Climbers, dislocated shoulders. Yes, because climbing is also a lower limb sport, but a lot of times people would use power their way. They They think that we haven't evolved from our... Monkey (laughs) Yes. monkeys. (laughs) That's right. You know, um, we need an extra... It's 100% true. I remember one of our... I had a climber once and I had... Legitimately told him, mate, what happened to the glutes? That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I recall climbing being a leg, a leg sport, not not a not an arm sport. But also, I guess I used to climb, so you do put your bodies in whip positions just to get certain moves. So yes, that's that's fair enough. If you yeah. put them into weird moves, you do need the arms. Yeah, them, like bouldering. Yeah. As compared to climbing, yeah, it's quite but, but if you're going straight up a wall doing mm-hmm. rock climbing, you're going straight up a wall and you're legitimately pulling your using your arms to do the work. Yeah, that's not efficient. Yeah, yeah. that's never going to get you anywhere. How about volleyball? Uh, mostly fingers and wrist. How many sports are you involved in? <laughs> <laughs> it's just old. <laughs> uh, mostly ankles. Yes. Knees, fingers, and wrists. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. That may come in in another podcast, maybe. That and swimming. Yeah, swimming is 100% one. Iron Man. Those yes, yes. Great. Yes, Iron Man, yes. Oh, we worked in the Iron we, we worked in Hawaii uh, at the World Iron Man Championships and several uh, several Australian Iron Man events. And we have seen quite a number of interesting shoulder cases. Yeah, people that I swear to you had the it must have been going out with the intention to drown because the first leg of Iron Man is the swim. It's five k swim, isn't it? Yes. Oh yeah. And I'd look at them. So let's say yeah, 
I can't, I'm having difficulty with my shoulder. Okay, let's have a look at the range of motion. Let's see how much, let's have a look at what you can do with your shoulders. And you get them to raise their arms above their head from the front. So they're bringing up straight up and they get to about halfway. So legitimately the hands stop or both hands stop in front of them, smack bang, parallel with their shoulders, perpendicular to their shoulders. And it's like, that's as far as I've got, mate. So did you know, you know, you know, you got to swim for like the, you, you know, you're swimming, right? Yep. Yep. What are you planning on doing? Doggy paddle? Did you ask them that? Yes, I did. I was a bit harsh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was yeah, either that or do you plan on drowning? <laughs> when I, so, so was, was I, your. I, I was never very encouraging when it came to this. Breaststroke? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to break it up? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going <laughs> <laughs> to breaststroke this through, through your competition? <laughs> you see, and I was like, mate, I'm concerned for you because. Literally, you can't get you, – you're like a little T-Rex. You can't actually move that arm. Do you also after, say that to them? It's like uh, you're like a T-Rex. So they're probably cheering for rotating their body to get mm-hmm. – No, it was, they wouldn't get full range. It was – that's as far as they were swimming. So, they, they, yeah, they were chopping into the – they were chopping into it. And then yes. you need to work. Don't get me wrong. It was majority of the time, again, it was nowhere near – the actual shoulder joint itself. You work predominantly into their lats and they'd get full range and think so. Yes. Now you can swim. Yes. Maybe go out and swim or go at least get a few massages done through here. Where is here usually? I said the lats. Oh, yeah, the lats, uh, yes. The it was it, like it was. It could be anything really. Yeah, of course it could. It was the fact that majority of the time they weren't getting themselves treated. It was uh, until five minutes before the event. It's like, oh, cool, can you have a look at my shoulders? Wow. And then you look at it and like, yeah, just, oh, I highly don't recommend this. This It's, it's called a miracle work. <laughs> I'm a bit concerned. Well, yes, <laughs> that is a bit concerning. And no, it's not. <laughs> I, said, I was encouraging. Mostly due to overuse. Yes, overuse. Right. Yeah. In that one, like, yes. because yeah. everything they do is right in front of them. It's, it's overuse mm-hmm. and not getting themselves released in the same fashion. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, they weren't getting treated. No. So with Iron Man or Iron Man people who like Iron Man sport. Iron uh, Women. Yeah, Iron Women sport. It's for you guys, I think that it's really important to not just do your app work, not just do swimming. It, you need to really condition yourself in different sets of movement patterns. Uh, if not, then your well, shoulder we're talking about shoulder. A shoulder case now, so your shoulder cases will almost always recur all the time. So, and if that happens, then you will not be able to enjoy your sport, and your productivity levels will probably drop as well. So, with that, I think that we have had enough for shoulder this time around. Maybe next time we'll just go downstream and go into the elbows and hands. Oh, are we? Yes, we are. Ooh. Well, now we are. Okay, works for us. Works for us. That's fine. Or we can go, we can start. Oh yeah, we can. We'll surprise you next episode. Yeah, we'll surprise you next episode. And thank you for listening. If you have a video that you want us to see, send it to us. Via Instagram. Oh yes, via Instagram. Our domain health body. These guys know it better than I do. Or Facebook. Yeah, you can Facebook. You can send it through us to us on Facebook or post it on our page. Mm-hmm. Also, Jermaine Health. So, in case you're wondering on how to spell Jermaine Health, it's J U R M A I N E H E A L T H. 
you can always like us, give us a thumbs up, or also share our podcast with someone, or even share our pages with someone that you know or someone that you think we may be able to help. And that's us for today. So have a good week, guys. Bye. Thank you.